You know you're from. The hell was that? I think I just dropped something. All right, continue. Hello and welcome to Sprawlcast, the English language Sprawlcast, but no podcast that nobody asked for. My name is David. And let's get physical, physical. I want to get physical. Let's get into physical. Let me hear your body talk. Tell me more. <laughs> there you go. Good. That's all I've got. Yes. Olivia Newton-John passing away age 73 there. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. in pieces. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah. What's been going on since we last spoke? Um, quite a lot, it turns indeed, out. Indeed, yes. Quite a lot, it turns out. You might tell already by the tone of voice that um, compared to this time two seasons ago, slightly better. Yeah, very slightly better. Um, we each saw one game each, because I was in Hungary watching uh, the cars go zooming about. And I certainly wasn't hungry for goals. Ha! Yeah. Bye. Uh, yeah, and uh, you didn't make it to Olomots, which is a shame, because it was a grand day out. Yeah, it, it turned, like, this was the annoying thing, because I woke up, felt terrible, it was raining outside, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to be zero crack going there and I'm just burned out already you know I've got a new new job back back in the office not feeling not feeling great and then couldn't find a stream and then all the pictures made it look fucking class and it was so we're going to talk about all of that uh, in the coming hour or so beginning with the game I missed and you're going to tell us about So we kicked off the first game of the season in a, I want to say, close to sell-out Stadion Serbska, <laughs> or whatever it's called, Apex Invest Arena, I don't or something know. like yeah. that. It's, it's no Wados Arena, you know, you, you know where you are with Wados Arena, it's just <laughs> going down, I suppose. But uh, they were claiming that there were over 8,000. That um, seems they not are. true. It didn't feel like it, 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 it doesn't look like it from the pictures either. It felt like a healthy crowd. It mm. felt like a healthy crowd. Maybe 6,000 possibly. I thought about 6,000. Yeah. The first thing uh, that, that immediately you sense when you're going into the Apex Invest Arena, again, or whatever <laughs> it's called, that's different from last year is you're like, oh, there's away fans now. Mm. So uh, 200, maybe, nice. Slovatsko fans coming from the, the Hungarian settlement. <laughs> up to the uh, the bright lights and the big smoke. Yeah. And if you were there as a... Well, to be honest, as maybe as a fan of either team, but particularly if you were there as a neutral, incredibly entertaining game to, to kick us off. Yeah, we've actually just watched the highlights uh, back and... Because uh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot a lot of the stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, looked, it looked great. I was really disappointed to miss it. I mean, you know, the race was fun. I mean, it was great. But it would also have been really nice to have been... At Subscale watching that game, I think from what the highlights showed, Zbrovka looked like, yeah, yeah, they were they were buckling their swash, and uh, yeah, looked looked well up for it. A very well balanced game, I think, quite end to end by the look of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it was incredibly, incredibly end to end, and you, um, to be honest, like the first seven or eight minutes, um, and it's 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 almost all in Zbrovka's half. And then you just think, okay, here, here we go, uh, because if you, you know, it, based on the lineup and stuff, there was only really, there was only really two, two new starters. So you have Falta mm -hmm. uh, in, in the middle of the side, beside um, playing as a sort of number ten behind Rzhetnichek, um, and then you had um, Granetny mm -hmm. as well um, going in as the um, as a left back. Of course, like players came on later on um, in the game, including um, um, uh, Ali as well, but. So we did get a good look at some of the some of the new cadre, but at least you, it, it took a while for us to sort of start switching on. Yeah. Um, Slovatsko looked very good in the uh, down the left flank. I was maybe still am a, um, a bit on the fence about Granetchny. Um, I thought he looked a little bit bewildered at the start. He's a big lump of a lad though, so he likes he is, to get yeah. in. But I feel he's very easy to sort of skip past as well. So we were. Really sort of under the cosh for a wee bit, and then it started opening up, and then, bizarrely, we started making chances, and this whole um, Dostalic ball strategy, tail end of the last first league season, which was 
you know, sit back, try and, you know, create something on the counter mm. actually seemed to work. It was bizarre. It was really bizarre. Mm. Yeah, um, it finished 2-2 in case uh, you didn't know what the score was. And it's Borovka um, leading twice as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Um, Slavatsko's goal coming sort of about 15 minutes from the end, I think. Yeah. Wasn't it? I mean, two reasonably poor goals to, to concede, perhaps. Um, I thought our goals were very good in, in terms of like the, the teamwork involved. I mean, the first you have a, you know, sort of a good, uh, and actually Hreznicek is at the heart of both of them in assists because he sort of is able to free up, um, um, get himself freed up for the first goal. Um, and then the second goal, like he, he does this like mad f- go to the byline, flicks it over the top for Prihistal's head. Yeah, this is one of the things I so heard that... Two, two assists, because it's Shevchik that scores the first, Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that I heard was that um, Reznicek might not have scored, but he was doing absolutely what you want him to do, being yes. good at holding the ball up, bullying defenders, A Giroud performance. Yes, exactly, yeah. Say. And and the one, uh, I mean, we'll, pro- we'll get into this in the Sigma game, the one thing that I, because um, I obviously saw the team lines, I, I couldn't get a stream for it, unfortunately. The one thing that I thought was unbelievably harsh about the, um, the starting 11 against um, Sigma was that Jan Hladik wasn't included. I thought Jan Hladik was tremendous for the um, for the whole game, really, um, against Lovasco. At one point, he picks up the ball and is able to run and release a player 30 yards away. Mm. And it's, it was unbelievable. Like he, he played a really good... I think he was nominee for Team of the Week as well. And it felt very bad. It felt, felt really unfair to drop him. Well, I mean, as we will see, it was not an incorrect decision, necessarily. No. So, but... Um... Yeah, overall, as a as a first game, as a kind of experience, and as a, a sort of opening salvo for the for the season, enjoyed it, I guess. Oh, I mean, it, the the fact that we got it didn't actually feel like we dropped two points in the end of it. It did feel very much like a point earned mm. after they equalise. It was really trying to stop them from just advancing forward. I mean, they are still a team of of European quality. Yeah, um, you know, and they did, um, you know, unfortunately go down. Um, three 0 to um, to Fenerbahce in the first leg of the of their European adventure, but the with um, Fenerbahce fans giving a rousing ovation to Michal Kadletz, who had joined mm-hmm. Slovakia from Fenerbahce, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. The, the, fr- the friendly dart, no Ukrainians in sight. So the friendly dart, the, the friendly game, you might say. Um, one thing that slightly annoyed me is that people online were slating uh, Berkovets for this because of the um, possibly because of the first goal. And Berkovets put in a, an incredibly good performance, and not making loads of stunning saves, but being there with like a big hand or some good awareness where it counted. And I just thought, is this going to be how we're going to get this season? Where it's a, oh, I don't think much of the keeper. The clearly first choice keeper. It's, it's it, it, people it, it, who don't know about goalkeepers trying to talk about goalkeepers. Like it's a cliche, but a goalkeeper is at his best when you don't notice it. Are you listening, Twitter? <laughs> are you listening specifically? Four of our followers on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, he he is the the undisputed number one, and as we will again see in the Sigma game, he more than earned his money. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing about that because, I mean, I will have to see the highlights of this as well. I really should have got... There's a small child outside, so that's not me, listener. Um, But if you go back to our first podcast, actually, and we said this is, you know, two games are going to be difficult. You have the team that finished fourth last year, won the Cup, qualified for Europe at home, and then away to a team that we have not a very good record at, Mm. away from home at all. And, you know have, you know, in the past sort of quite comfortably bodied us and, and you've gone, actually, if we get one point from this six, it's representing yeah. some pretty, you know, an okay start, an okay start for us. And then, so to get that just after the first game already, yeah. you're just like, this is great. Because I went into it going, I want to see something that's going to give me a bit of hope for the season that doesn't necessarily have to be a win. So like a battling sort of 2-0 loss or whatever to a team that's far better than you expected to be honest i would you know thoroughly expect that you know if we go away to um sparta or slavia put in a performance and lose a lot to probably take from that realistically we're not the sort of team that gets results in you know prague against the big teams yeah so actually getting something there was, was great it was um and we're going to talk about the second of those two games in which we thought a point would be a good result after this little break 
So Sigma Olomarts away, and uh, yeah, we picked up three points. So we now have, if you're counting, listener, four points. When when we were last up, did it not take till about mid-October to get four points? I feel <laughs> I it feels like, like that, it, yeah. something like that. So currently third in the league, Champions League Berno <laughs> rolling exactly, into town. Yeah. This is we're not um, we're not used to this. Um, I'm now. <laughs> Maybe it's too early to uh, to start predicting these sorts of things, but I was um, very surprised when, um, if you saw the the previews, the season previews on the excellent um, Czech Footy account, that um, Tom um, said that Zbrojovka possibly will finish tenth, mm. and I was sort of like, what? <laughs> yeah. Starting to look like if you know if these trends continue, <laughs> hey, hey. Um, we might even do a damn sight better than yeah. ten. Let's find out what happened in Olomouc. Actually, there were two hundred eighty-eight away fans was the official count. Okay, which is way more than we thought. Uh, the count off the train was sixty odd, including us. Uh-huh. We didn't mean to get on the train with the ultras. We had previously booked it, and we managed to get away from that. You know because. The um, Bono police had also bought, like, you know, riot police, dogs, everything to escort us to Olomolts where their um, um, denizens of law and order took over. Uh, so we were met outside the station by a phalanx of robocops and dogs and a six-member anti-conflict team. And we were walked into the town centre. Um, yeah, so 60-odd people off the train... I also counted as protection nine police vans plus 20 police officers walking with us. So nine vans full of coppers. It was it was overkill, I would say. So what, did they, did they get you into the middle of town and just plonk you in a pub? Or how did it work? Well, they, were, they eventually plonked people on a square. We didn't have to go through that because we had Bruno with us, who's bilingual, mm-hmm. Czech and English, and we were at yeah. the front, and he just talked to the guy, and he was just like, we just go and have lunch. And the lead police guard was like, yeah, go on, just, yeah, fuck off, basically. Like, you'll be, yeah, cheers. Um, Because he clearly, like, heard us speaking English and he was just like, yeah, carry on, on you go. So, yeah, we we crossed the road and we had uh, lunch in the Svatovatslav Svatovatslavsky Pivovar, and it was very nice. So they got a good photo of uh, of you all there. Good, a good away turnout for the the, the lads. You know. Yes, for the gentlemen ultras, I will say there were ten of us. It was myself, uh, Ben, uh, Kev Lam, Kev's mates Yuri and Philip, uh, Fraser, Alex, Lee Adams, and Bruno. And um, Kev managed to get himself to the station despite having suffered a car crash earlier that morning. What? I didn't hear that one. Yeah, um, he was um, pulling out from a junction and somebody ran a red light, took the front off his car. And he still made it. Went straight, straight yeah, managed to juggle tow, tr- tow trucks and insurance companies and still made it to the station for 11 o'clock. That is, that is, <laughs> there's somebody who wants a pint. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm talking about people that like pints. Fraser, if you're listening, I've still got your jacket. Can you come pick it up? <laughs> And uh, yeah, sorry that I could not provide the um, the gentleman ultras banner, which you kindly gave to me uh, for the Mlada, uh, for the Slavsko um, uh, game, and I couldn't be bothered putting up. Yeah. And then it was still in my possession when I was supposed to come to to all the modes. Yeah, the stakes were. Um, but yeah, never mind. Either way, anyway, yeah, we we sort of broke off from the frog frog marching and went for went for lunch and. Then made it to the ground just in front of the ultras who had all met up on the main square and, and were then walked to the stadium okay. by the police in one of those... You know, oftentimes you see um, German fan groups with the like holding the big flag in front oh, yeah. and marching as a big group towards the stadium. It was that sort of thing, uh-huh. basically. Okay. And we thought, we can't be bothered with that. So, yeah, we, yeah, we made it to the front, uh, to the stadium just in front of them. Um, got our tickets from the tiny robot-shaped ticket booth, How which is fun. How much the tickets? 200. 200, okay. And yeah. this is, I believe, they are also categorising this as a, a quote-unquote top match. No, there were two prices. It was 250 for top matches, and they were the two Prague teams and Banik. Oh, really? We were so not a don't... top game. Oh, so we take them as a top game, and they don't yeah, care about they us. Yeah, don't, they don't care about that us. That feels very Brno. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
on the subject of that as well, um, 300 or 350 to walk up to um, Serbska and watch Borovka against Slovatsko feels really bad, by the way, guys. Yeah, that's, yeah um, that's a lot. And they have... It's quite concerning that they have hiked up the prices all all around the stadium. Yeah, beers are more expensive 45 now. 45 for a beer. 45 for a Nine, pissing Starabano 10. 90 for a Klobasa. And also, um, according to Kev, and I just because you mentioned Kev, I realised I had to include it in this podcast, wasn't able to get a child's ticket. So oh. we had to pay full whack for Jack to mm. get in. So that's, again, not a good look for Zbrojovka. If we can't get people into the stadium, you know, if we yeah. start, if things start going south, and you know what Brno fans are generally like, things start going south, we will have half the people that turned up the weekend mm. before, and so on and so forth. So yeah. you need to get people through the door, and that's not a competitive price. Yeah. Anyway, what of the game? Well, um, Sigma started very brightly, and they were all over us for the first 10 minutes. Uh, Berkovets saves a sort of cross shot from Jurach Vatal straight from the off, and then Radim Brighter smacks a 25-yard effort wide. Uh, in a considerate nod to uh, Nick Drake, that's not the last we'll see of him. In fact, we're going to see more of Brighter later. <laughs> uh, Please continue. Yeah. Um, however, after that, a goal. <laughs> and what a goal it was. Uh, Mikhail Shevchik takes a shot from just outside the area, which hits Rezniček with his back to goal. And see, that at least feels familiar. And Rezniček gets it out of his feet, spins, and from just inside the area, launches a beautiful curling left foot shot into the top opposite corner of the goal. It is a lovely hit. Was it not? Yeah, it was lovely. The um, the, uh, the the reverse angle, yes. as I'm obliged to say, is, is, is particularly pleasing. Yes, very satisfying, yeah. So that's nice. We don't often score goals like that. And so. particularly, that is not Reznia's brief, really, no. is it? And he, also on his weaker foot. No, I mean, uh, Reznicek will get goals from his head and goals two yards, you know. Off his, in off his arse, yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's how he operates, Yeah. So. Opening up like that and, and, and slamming one in is... Uh, yeah, yeah, lovely stuff. Indeed. Um, on half an hour, Shevchik sees a header well tipped over by the massive Slovak goalkeeper uh, uh, Matos Matsik, who uh, was keeping goal for them. Gigantic, he was about six foot six, I think. And uh, Reznicek has a shot saved a couple of minutes later. Second half, sort of similar pattern to the first. Sigma are all over us for the first 10 or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. They have two fairly lame penalty shouts turned down and then a free kick on the left from Brighter almost deceives Berkovets, who manages to punch the ball away. Berki now really starts to earn his money uh, as he saves an effort from uh, Jan Vodhadniel and Sigma sort of wants a penalty for handball, but it was, it was just blasted straight at somebody from point-blank range. That was never a penalty. Mm. And Berkovets pulls off his best save of the Game, getting a hand on a Tonda Rusek header, which was going in to athletically turn it over the bar, so that was nice. Uh, Zbrovka bring on uh, Musa Ali, and it's that that changes the game. It's his running that changes the game because he manages to stretch uh, Sigma, which we, or in, in ways that we hadn't managed to do up to this point. We were looking a bit under the cosh, retreating deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. Ali comes on. And he has Lukas Rashtil absolutely on toast with a run down the left-hand side, skins him, slips the ball across to Reznicek, who really should have got his second, and then does the exact same thing to Andres Murzli to uh, cut it back, and Shevchik comes running in, slams a shot into the roof of the net, which you were saying the goalkeeper maybe should have done better on that. but I thought, I thought it was quite close to him, especially for a tall fella. Yeah, but, uh, but that, that basically killed Sigma off. Um, it was about 15 minutes to go and we just saw it out it was apart from the sort of first 10 or 15 minutes of both halves it was a very controlled performance um, a couple of scares but we, we clearly made the better chances and it was just an immensely satisfying game all around so uh, yeah so uh, did uh, did Rusek play for, for the whole game or was he brought on? I cannot remember but I I 
I think he started, but okay. don't quote me on that. Because my, my follow-up question was also, did Jan Sedlak play as well? Uh, no, not as far as I'm okay. aware. Um, I certainly checked Shevchik and Berkovets all deservedly in the team of the week. Yeah. Which is absolutely spot on because they were excellent. Shevchik running the show. Philip Solchek also being thrown in uh, as a starter. I saw this, yeah. As well. He was very solid. Him, uh, Yidka Texel and... Falta. Falta, yeah. Falta. Yeah, and they were yeah, they were they were very neat, very neat and tidy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there we go. Anyway. Positives. Um the, the child outside is obviously from all the moats. If you can if you can hear any external noises, it's because it's very warm and I've got my windows open. So um apologies for that listener, but you know, it is what it is. So all in all, uh, a very good a very good day out. A grand like. day out, yes. And um would you like to know what the deal with Olomotes is? Yes, let's go. Why not? Good. So what's the deal with Olomotes? Tell me. Well, um, what do you know about it, first of all? You studied there. I did. Yeah. I did study there. I did my, did my summer school there. So yeah, you can do this bit then. Quite, uh, quite some time <laughs> ago. Um, the, the square's really nice. Um, Which one? Uh, Horny Namieste. There's Horny and there's Dolny Namieste right. right beside it. There's a very good bar. There used to be a, a Nepali stroke, uh, a Nepali restaurant stroke Irish bar, <laughs> which was called The Crack, and it was spelled K-R-A-K, The Crack. Good. I don't think it's there anymore. Um, the Yossi used to be The Plane. You could go and drink on a plane, which was just huh. um, sort of just a, some sort of, I was going to say some old fucker uh, in the field, <laughs> but um, something like that. You could just go in and it was just a plane and it had a bar in it. Um, the park's really nice. Park is nice, yeah. It's uh, 100,000 people. It's the fifth floor? Okay. Sixth. The, uh, that was, that mid-table. was one of my facts. It's a yeah. mid-table uh, city. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, what's kind of cool is if you go around, it's got like quite a lot of windy sort of cobbly streets. You can still see some things like... Um, um, like representations where cannonballs mm. um, hit during, I'm guessing, the 30 Years War. 30 Years War, spot on, yeah. Exactly. Um, and there used to be, I don't know if you can still go, but there used to be a bunker, like an underground bunker where they would, you know, put the local government if things went wrong, nuclear, mm. you know, speaking. Um, and I think it was only ever open on like Saturdays or Sundays and you had to get a guy from the tourist office to come with like a wrench and just sort of, you know, <laughs> yeah. wheel the thing open and then you would have to actually go down a ladder. Cool. To, so it was really cool. So I, I like all the moats. It's um, got an excellent car museum as well. Very, very good car museum. Uh-huh. Uh, which I haven't been to for a while, but I will go there again at some point. Um, good modern art museum as well, hmm. if you're a wanker like me. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. It was... Uh, it was the former capital of Moravia, of course, before ah, yes. before the Swedes took it during the Thirty Years' War, which meant Brno became the capital and has been ever since. Yeah. Uh, as you said, sixth largest city in the country. Weird fact I found out is by the 19th century, there were three times more ethnic Germans than Czechs living in the city. Oh. Um, and a German city council, who in the interwar period sided with the Nazis, which meant on Kristallnacht mm-hmm. that the locals destroyed the synagogue in an echo of exactly what was happening in Germany at the time. And the main square was renamed Adolf Hitler Square. They renamed... It was it was Masaryk Square formerly. Uh-huh. And they, yeah. Keep it light. Well, well I mean, it was it was actually one of the reasons that the uh, medieval city walls stayed up as long as they did, because it was basically a way for the... Um, Germans who lived in the centre to basically keep the Czech population out and obviously from moving in from from the villages and so forth. They didn't want to expand the city. And you know the original intention of the the city walls uh, to, was to keep the Jews out back uh, back when it was uh, back when they were erected as well uh, oh, several right, hundred so. years before. Okay. Yeah, because um, yeah, they are actually the, the, a lot of it still remains that city wall. It's quite a high wall. You'll notice. It's quite a way out, actually, as well, if I yeah. remember correctly, because there's a castle, but it's not really central. It's yeah. a bit ways part out. It, part of it goes through the park as well. So that's like, if true, you yeah. go to, and this is getting very specific, but if you get to the back of the, like the some of the main buildings and the Philosophitska Faculty of Palatsky University, the courtyard that goes on to the actual back of the original wall. Mm. Um, Palatsky University, oldest in Moravia, mm-hmm. second oldest in the country. Um, and the student population is a big deal for the city. As you said, it's Huge. about 100,000 people, but it's 25,500 students. 
yeah, it, it's noticeably quiet in the summer. Like when I was there, because I was there for 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 a while, um, and I was staying in the student accommodation because all the students had fucked off for the um, for the summer. And you sort of notice as well when you're a early twenties sort of guy and you're wanting to go there and you know you're doing your summer school but you want to get on the beers and stuff like that. It's a noticeable lack of like late night drinking spots. Yeah. In the summer because the like, local population doesn't need them. Students need them. And this is again just goes back to a generally curious thing that I find in the Czech Republic where pubs and things, generally speaking, are a lot quieter at the weekends than they are midweek mm. because all the students go back to their to their villages and so on. Yeah, a lot of businesses and facilities are totally student-orientated. In fact, even the uh, public transport timetables are different in term time <laughs> because they run trams more often at certain points because it, it is it is so reliant yeah. on the student population. This this is going a little bit <laughs> off on a tangent as well, but yeah, because one of the, um, the, the, the main student halls is beside the crematorium which is actually quite a bit outside of the town centre. So you can go up there and it's, it's, mm. it's, you can see the chimney from your window there. Mm, lovely. Um, my final odd thing before we hear a local band is um, another band thing. It is mentioned in an R.E.M. song. That I didn't know. Yeah, it's in the song Disappear off their relatively disappointing album Reveal. There's a there are four. Is that is that the one that was like in like that they released in like two thousand and two or something like that? Yeah, it was after the drummer left and they were had, in a had, sort of a had, weird limbo. Had imitation of life on it. Yes, I think. Oh, so. okay, yes. yeah, I know the one. Yeah, four lines. Uh, but that had not yet appeared. Lost, invisible here. Tel Aviv and Agadir, Taradant and Olomots. That that's quite something. It really is, um, isn't it? It's very odd. <laughs> Can I also point out how thrilled I was that you found uh, REM doing a cover of Munich by Editors? <laughs> yes. And it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, check that out, by the way. I listened to it about 10 times in a row. <laughs> I, was, I was very into it. We do not have anything as good as that for a local band from Olomouc. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked. However, like, it was just trawling through a mass of absolutely nondescript indie. I mean, it, there's it's student so population. Much, yeah, <laughs> no, really. Um, I could have chosen bands such as uh, Lucky Shit. Didn't choose them. Um, just Band. Like, not Band, but Just Band was their name. Oh, just okay. No, no Just thought, Band. Yeah. Literally, two words. So, oh, actually, Just Band. Just Band, okay. yeah. Like, like, like the wine sh um, shops here called Just Wine. Yeah. Uh, or Peter Tits. Peter Tits. Which is actually his name, T-I-T-Z. Okay, because Peter Tits, I'll be honest, that sounds to me like a Bob Mortimer character. <laughs> Peter Tits. Um, uh. However, what I have chosen is, um, you know when a band name is just A, awful, or B, does not match the type of music that they're playing? <laughs> this this is the exact... This, this is all of this, Here right? Here we go. Um, they're a sort of... I, I would describe them as like a sort of lower lower rent Mumford and Sons, except uh, <laughs> except women. <laughs> do, do they have do they have a do they have a banjoist with a Nazi sympathies? They do not. not as far as I'm mine. aware, it's uh, uh, three girls: one playing guitar, one playing violin, one playing accordion. Mm -hmm. They all sing, but the name of the is is it Break Falls? No, anyway, no. That's the, the uh, name of the band is Travis McMuffin. Exactly. Travis McMuffin, for God's sake. Anyway. Right, I mean, this is like, I'm channeling the spirit of Hannah here. Um, the, I know, the region of Olomouc. I already know what they sound like. <laughs> the spirit of um, Hannah. Yeah, well, true, yeah. But I mean, I think, it's, is this a band which Hannah would re refer to as more fucking twee shite? Yes. Okay, let's stick them on. Sounds like a Eurovision song from 2005. I was thinking it was a little bit Eurovision. -y.
So what do we reckon? Is that twee shite? Sounds like the sort of bands that I play gigs with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, so I'm obliged. Very good. Um, <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash I am so sure. Yeah. Look me for gigs in all emotes. Yeah. Um, in fact, you are uh, playing directly after the uh, Mladen Voloslav game on Saturday. So. Yes. Duck Bar, Saturday a, the 13th of August. Yeah. At probably half past seven, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So I'll be there with bells on. Literally? You'll have to find out. It's going to be okay. like Bert from Mary Poppins. Got a symbol on my head <laughs> and a shit Cockney accent. Go blimey, Sam. <laughs> Hello, David. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to move on from this and we're going to go on to some other stuff. But first of all, a word from our sponsor. Hamerit, skleněný nátěr proti korozi. Na povrchu kovu vytváří nepropustnou bariéru, která odolá každému počasí. Vždy pomůže rád tvůj hammerite, ten umí, ten umí, jen to nači všechno a vše. That might become a regular feature depending on how well it's received. Basically, there are a lot of old adverts from the early 90s from Czech TV on YouTube, and I thought it would be a fun thing to just chuck 30 seconds of random, very early 90s uh, Czech TV nonsense in here. So Keeping keeping a slot warm for when Viper hard seltzer come knocking on the door. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it's Brojovka are gaining points. Precisely. Um, so, up next, we're going to do Hot or Not. It's time for Hot or Not now, it's that part of the show. It's where we bring in elements we think you'd like to know. And I shot a man in Trebich just to watch him die. Very good. That is? It's Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. Of course it is. Been listening to a... Um, a lot of Johnny Cash lately. Uh, the old and Sun stuff? Yes. And I clearly don't have anywhere okay. near either a baritone or the baritone that he has. Uh-huh. So I, that was tricky to pull that off. Awesome. And I don't think I did. But still. <laughs> I was trying to do, um, what's his name, Luther. Um, had a very unique way of playing the uh, the Telecaster. Mm. Um, yeah. This is all very... Almost like a rhythm, yeah. Yeah, the uh, rhythm of the rails. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember. I was going to say Luther Blissett, but it's definitely not him. <laughs> <laughs> Luther somebody. Anyway, so yeah, it is hot or not. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first or shall I? I don't mind. All right, I'll go first. Uh, I've got a hot, and that hot is, it's going to sound weird, that hot is Jack Lamb. Jack Lamb? Yeah. Who is Jack Lamb? Well, it's Kevin's kid, isn't it? Oh, of course it is. Yes, yeah. I, I I thought this was some like seventeen year old that's broken through a knots forest or something. No, um, when we were travelling to Olomouc and oh, was Jack there with? Him? Well, yeah. he uh, he wasn't, and I would have been oh. surprised that he would have come. But but Kev was basically saying it, the um, Slavatsko game was his first Sporovka game, and he is a convert. He was a he was good fun to have around. I asked him at one point, is it better than Sunderland? And he said no. Uh, well, it appears he is on the same path to dejection, depression, and despair that we're on. So come on in and join the party, young Starting. man. I mean, so. you think life is bad, and then, you know, growing up supporting both um, Sunderland and Zbrojovka, that's going to take an emotional yep. toll at some point. It certainly is. Yeah, anyway, that's my heart is new converts to the Zbrojovka cause. So that's nice, Good isn't stuff. It? Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, we've been uh, the, the first two. We, we've had quite a quite a few people turning up. Bloody uh, glory seekers! I'll, 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 I mean, when it comes to Zbrojovka, I'll I'll take it, especially people in the international community, because oh, yes. really we don't get enough people um, along who are non-Czechs, essentially. Mm, yeah. So, all right, your turn. 
All right, my hottest Garth Crooks team of the week. Always. So um, I found a fantastic thread or a fantastic account on uh, Twitter.com. Uh, and the guy is at JH underscore AFC, uh-huh. Arsenal supporter. And he has started a challenge that, um, and since 2017, he has tried to fully predict what Garth Crooks' team of the week will be. And the closest he's got is 10 out of 11. Uh, and there are certain rules that mm-hmm. that he's followed that works. Because when Garth Crooks does a team of the week, it's always very erratic. Like people are aware of it because yeah. it's a, it is the most hideously like, Im- imbalanced and very very yeah. attack heavy. As in, you wouldn't even put it in your fantasy squad. Yeah. This sort of stuff. So um, my my favorite my favorite quote from it is: um, If Liverpool keep a clean sheet, Van Dijk features without fail. Mm. So it's all this. And if um, Kevin De Bruyne gets at least one sort of assist or a goal or something, even if it's a seven nil thumping, he will be in it. Mm-hmm. And the idea that he has kept a spreadsheet of this part of me is just Incredible, sort of like yeah. fair play to you. But yeah, Garth Crooks's team of the week still going strong after all these years. When will it ever stop? I don't know. My question to you, though, David, is is it better or worse than Lauro's predictor? I have a bit of a soft spot for Lauro's predictor because he was on the Football Clichés podcast about a month and a half ago. Oh, really? Mark Lawrenson, And he was talking about this very thing. And he was he was very... Um, Oh, it's just something that happens now, isn't it? You know, like I, I can't remember the last time I really paid attention... You know, frivolous. You know, yeah. I'm up against these people, so I don't know who they are, and I'm just, you know, and they're making their predictions, and I, I couldn't, you know, I'm, I'm sure somebody else actually writes the words, but like, he's, yeah, he's it very does noticeably go down in quality, actually, because I think they used to have quite famous people being the predictor, uh, and now it's like somebody that came six in the Commonwealth Games and the chubby one from Keen. Yeah, you know, this sort of stuff, and it's um, which chubby one from King? Actually, all <laughs> of them. Yeah, that's. Did I ever tell you that's, that's the worst, the, the 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 worst insult that I've ever got? Right, um, back in the day, I used to look a little bit different, and I would often get shouted at uh, from across the street from winos, etc. That I looked like either a Jarvis Cocker or b Hugh Fernley Whittingstall, depending <laughs> on what hairstyle I had at that particular year. But once I was on a night out in Aberdeen, I was walking down sort of Holborn Street, I think it was, and some guy came up to me and said, who are you? You look like the fat one from Keen. It's taking too much coke. <laughs> <laughs> Distra- no comeback from that. Deceased. Hugh Fernley Whittingstall. Now I've said that, you can see it, can't you? <laughs> That's incredible. You remember when I had, you won't remember, but I used to have like hair that almost went down to sort of my shoulders. Oh, I've seen pictures. Like, yeah. And I-, and I had an earring and glasses. I could have been at River Cottage talking about spuds or whatever he mm. does yeah all right there you go river good. cottage good good hot <laughs> <laughs> how have we got onto that incredible right good i'm not doing well today am i uh uh my not is the state of the pitch at the rico arena okay you've been keeping up with this nonsense i have not i uh, all i saw was uh, opening day you got a, a, a spirited one all with uh Sunderland, I think. And then, uh, Sunderland, um, yeah. And then we were supposed to be playing Rotherham at home and it was postponed because there was a pitch inspection on the Friday and the referee said, you wouldn't even play a National League game on this. It is rock solid and it, a lot of it is sand. What's happened there then? Um, well, the Commonwealth Games Rugby Sevens were all played at the Rico, which didn't right. help. But... Due to the very, very complicated ownership of the stadium situation, none of which is by Coventry, there are three parties, uh, WASPs, Coventry City Council and the Alan Higgs Trust, who are blaming each other and saying that they all should have been um, in charge of reseeding or replacing the pitch, and none of them have done it. So the Rotherham game was postponed, and the club is having to refund everyone who bought a ticket, and also, I think, are refunding possibly Rotherham fans. And our midweek Carabao Cup game against Bristol City is being played at Burton Albion because we are not ready to host games. That is it's unbelievably just, tin pot. Just as we were looking like we were actually a fully functioning football club again, yet another chapter in the Coventry City Stadium saga rears its despicable head. Anyway, that's that. Yeah. Unlucky. Happy days. Mm-hmm. 
Do you have a nut? Yes, it's uh, our friends Mark and Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent nut. Yeah, so our friends Mark and Teresa are getting married. On the day... Selfish. (laughs) On the day we should be in Paul's End. Yes, so we will obviously get onto that in the preview later on. However, um, yes, so uh, Saturday the 20th of August... um, uh, we'll be kicking off at four o'clock in Pilsen. Sensible time. Should be nice weather. Yeah. You could go up on the morning. You could go up in the morning, be well in time for the, the football, stay over. Have a come, night out in Pilsen. Come back on yeah. Sunday. Lovely. Perfect. Sounds great to me. And then some people, oh, we're getting married. She'd come. God off. damn it. And I see, know. I was, I was so, I'm so tempted to sack it off, but I went, I went on the stag and that's poor show, <laughs> you know, that's poor show. Um, in all seriousness, uh, many congratulations. Um, many grudging congratulations to Teddy and Mark. But... <laughs> if something goes wrong and somebody walks out, ignore that. But otherwise, all is broadcast <laughs> tower, wish you, uh, tower singular, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. wish you um, many years of, of, of happiness. Yes. Will the dog wear a tie? Not annoyed, this is what but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that is a... They, there's actually, um, depending on how well uh, Victorica do in Europe, they might be moving the game to Sunday. So there was some discussion on the train uh-huh. to um, Olomouc whether, if that happened, would we be getting up the morning after the wedding and going up very early Sunday morning? If that happens, I'm mildly tempted, but I also think I might be an absolute state and not fit for anything on I mean, Sunday morning. So. I, I would also probably think that. The one thing as well that um, probably rules me out of that as well is that I have um, just started a new job. Yeah, so you couldn't take Monday off. I am off as based as well, yeah. and I... Um, can't really be taking days off to go gallivanting at the football this early in my uh, in my new career. True, 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 true. Anyway, that's what that is. Anyway, so we've got left on this show... Two previews doing, and a pint. We're doing quite well for time, so two previews and a pint. The first preview is coming right now. It's a preview. Hello. It's uh, it's the part of the part of the podcast towards the end where I um, will be previewing, as always, our, our next two games. Well, to be fair, we can't do previews before we've done past match reports. Exactly. There is a logic to it. Exactly. So. But you know, I'll, I'll just do, you, do my best. Yeah, yeah. You just you just carry on through. That's fine. <laughs> Don't know what's up with me today. Mladen Boleslav <laughs> at home. The young Boleslavians. Yes. yes. Um, continuing a trend of kicking off at a sensible time at four o'clock. Against um, people who play in blue and white. It's like half the league. I mean, this is just half the country, isn't it, mm. at this point? Um, okay, so um, what do we know about Mladen Boleslav, generally? Um, started the, uh, the campaign with two draws. A dull nil-nil with Zlin on the opening day, and then a far more entertaining affair coming back twice um, against Yablonets mm. to, uh, to draw two each. Uh, last season, finished respectable seventh, which is not terrible because the if you recall the season before, where we were still in the league, they looked like they were in real trouble until about January. Yeah, and then when they, they started rebuilding buying, the squad. Yeah. yeah, they sort of panicked, but they, they brought in seven or eight players, I think, and then started... Um, Started uh, getting themselves out of safety. I think they ended up finishing something like 11th. I'm not entirely The glorious sure. return of Marek Matijowski. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, still a baffling signing in some ways, but uh, every so often... like, Because I don't associate like good players with Mlada Boleslav generally. I just <laughs> honestly... I associate them with just being... Um, you know, from Skoda land and playing in front of like no fans. Yeah. They generally get... Both of these things are true though. They so. get about 3,000 to a game, I think. Or something. The top league, that's not great. Um, so like a lot of small to middling teams, Boleslav often sacrifice consistency by being a bit of a revolving door in terms of transfer. As, you know, people will come in and then they'll just go, um, you know, almost immediately sometimes and they'll, mm. they'll sort of flip them. And that is sort of turned into their sort of their sustainability model. Best example of that is probably recently um, Dan Fila. Mm. So Dan Fila leaves us when we get relegated. 
Um, he ends up being, uh, I think, seven months, six or seven months. He's a Boleslav, and then immediately signs for Slavia. Yeah. Um, I mean, he. I mean, they they are kicking up. They're yeah. they're they're buying people for a, a very low price or free, and then upcycling them yeah. basically and getting the money. So yeah. How much are they got, are they putting back into the squad though as well? Because they've actually had some really good players, and they've so if they, they last they don't last very long at all. Um, the, I can give you another example from last season. Yeah. Um, Everton or Everton or, Everton, Everton. or Everton, depending on how you want to pronounce that W. He had a really excellent season when he returned from his loan from Pardubice, and he has gone to Slavia. He's as also well. in Prague. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like another one that's gone to Slavia? Yeah. David Dodera, the right right back. He's gone for good money. I think he's gone for like half a mil or something like nice, that. Yeah. Um, Dominic Preisler, who yeah. you'll probably recall, who's long spells, you know, f- first choice left back. Really quite like him. Um, he got uh, an assist at the weekend for Slovan Liberec. So he's yeah. gone. He's gone as well. Um, so as always, it's a bit of a sort of a hatchet job sometimes on, uh, on mm. the summer. And then... They sink like a stone, then something happens in January, and they sort of they end up becoming yeah. you know between. It's it's always a it's always a dice roll somewhere between sixth and twelfth is a is a bolus <laughs> yeah. lab. Um, uh, they are the classic middle group of the um, they of are the three-way split. They? Yeah, if you were gonna. If you're going to uh, think of a team in that middle group of four, Boleslav is absolutely prime. Boleslav and Sigma Olomouc, yeah, for sure. absolute prime um, for that position. Though, so thinking about that, was it about three, four years ago they were they got into Europe a couple of times? I remember they got knocked out in a really humiliating way. I think it was against uh, like Ararat Yerevan or something mm. like that. I mean, it wasn't very good for Czech football, I remember that. I think it may have cost a European place <laughs> over, the, over the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah... I digress. Um, so to compensate for you know these players, or probably to compensate for Dogdera, Radic Latal comes in on a three-year deal from Sigma. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Um, one transfer of my work that I saw was Patrick Zitni from Teplitsa. Because right. he has almost 100 appearances at this level, and he's yeah. only 23. Solid. So that seems an, not uh, inspiring, let's say, but still... you know, Sensible. If we got somebody like that, if we signed someone like that in July, you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, seems okay. So that might work for might work for them as well. He'll be most effective driving forward in the centre of, of midfield, one would think. Um, Anthony Dvanicek, um, he'll be on the right of midfield from Bohemka. Um, Tom Danicek from Czech Footy really rates him. Um, I'm not entirely t- sure. I haven't seen that much of Bohemians recently. Um, but you know, a couple of people, a couple of people. Have remained so like Tomas uh, Tomas Ladra, so he's always sort of an attack vocal for them. But it's um, it's Milan Skoda who they signed last year. <laughs> Beautiful name for that town, yeah. <laughs> didn't even think it right in the preview. Didn't even yeah, think of that. Yeah. So he has two two assists from the two goals that he scored so far. Um, I mean Milan Skoda, of course, like he's thirty six. Mm. He is former top scorer in the league in season sixteen seventeen when he was for Slavia. So there is, I don't know, um, you might know this. Uh, is there some sort of working relationship between Slavia and Boleslav? Because there's a lot of traffic going between them. I don't know, but I wouldn't, like, I, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a, yeah. I imagine they've got a couple. Because yeah. obviously the second, uh, the second tier, they've got Vlashim as well. Vlashim, who haven't started very well at all in the second tier. The other thing, of course, is that Boleslav is not very far from Prague. If you play for Boleslav, you are living in Prague. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no, there's no way you would live in Boleslav. It's a, it's a car factory with a town attached. It's like, so. like, like uh, Wolfsburg. Yeah, so exactly. Like, like yeah. the Denmark of Wolfsburg. I mean, I'm yeah saying this. I mean, I've never been to Mlada Boleslav. Nor have I. But so. I, but uh, doing my sort of away day previews on uh, Facebook. It's incredibly difficult to find good photos of Boleslav because it's just a very long square and that's it. Let me tell you, that's a must now because I'm missing two of the ones that I really needed to go to tick off my list. Mm. And I'm not I'm not going this season without one new stadium. So either we get a really good run against some local diddies that we haven't played that much in the cup or we go to start um, yeah. Lada Boleslav. Um, so, you know, slow start for... Boleslav, you'd say two draws. It's not like a defeat, you know. This is very early in the season, mm, yeah. but you'd be, I think, you'd be slightly disappointed to get a nil-nil draw with Zlin, considering that I think Zlin are quite a lot of people's tips to finish bottom. 
Uh, yeah, they haven't been great, have they? They have no. I mean, I mean, that, we're only two games in, but they do look. You, 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 you have to hashtag fear for Zlin. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this is one of these ones we've been feeling for Zlin for a while. I mean, Zlin, Teplitza as well are. Um, I mean, Drek. well, they, Although, well, Drek, they came from a they they were leading two 0 at Pilsen. Although the only team I think right now without any points on the board is Pardubice. Yeah, and um, Pardubice. Yeah, I can see them. Uh, can see them Shall in we? major trouble before too yeah. long as well. I think it's going to take. Yeah, I think it's going to take maybe half a dozen games for us to sort of see where a pattern is emerging. Because the one thing is that you know we're all going in going, and I think. Almost everyone said Teplitz will finish bottom and Zlin will probably finish second bottom. And then Teplitz will go out and they're 2-0 up against uh, Pilsen after, I think, half an hour. Mm. And then they, they they hold on for a point. But then I think on Saturday, they, it was a 5-1 loss to Slovan Liberec. It was just something, Restoring yeah. the order in some ways. So, but if you're Boleslav, for Boleslav, you should be beating those teams. Okay, it's away from home, but you should be beating those teams. And also, Jablonets are... Going to be better this season, that's for sure. You couldn't get much worse than Yablonets unless you were finishing in the relegation <laughs> yeah. and playoff spots last season. They'll be back. They'll bounce up to probably mid-table, but still possibly wanting to wanting to edge that one at home. Mm. I don't know. But that'll be an interesting game, I think. And this is going will to be, be... This is the one that we would have said that you sort of... This is the ones you want points from if you want to stay in this league from a Zbrojovka yeah. perspective. Yeah. We've had a very good start, so 4-0 Boleslav. <laughs> Yeah, we're going in, into this one on a on a high. We are already in our little weird world. We're already um, slightly um, uh, over where we where we think we should be. So yeah, this is this would be nice to get some momentum. If we draw or lose, it's not necessarily a catastrophe because I think we're already points wise ahead of where we thought we would be. So do you, do you know it would be a laugh? It would be a laugh. Just the first month back and it's Dostalek manager of the month. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and of course, the manager of the month curse and we don't win at all in September. Uh, I mean, to be honest, man, we could have been really good. We didn't win, didn't win at all in September last time out either. You know? True. Anyway, right. Pint? Yes, please. I've got beer, it's multiplying, and I'm losing control from these beer of the podcast that you're supplying. It's electrifying! Right, that was a, a, a stirring tribute. Yeah. Um, we have now uh, the second of Fraser's beers that he brought back from Poland for us. Here we go, nice two in a him. row. Thank you, Fraser. Yeah, two in a row, and they've been uh, yeah sitting in my fridge for a couple of months now, so um, they should be cold and ripe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, what have we got here? We've got uh, Wolfas Engelmann is the brewery, and it is their Raspberry Porter. Now this is this is the one that Fraser was specifically like. This is one for you. You as in me. So <laughs> you 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 oppressed you, meaning me. The answer was <laughs> me, me, referring me. to you. Um, it's ooh, it's seven and a half percent. Oh, it's a porter, baby. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a strong strong gale gale porter. There you go. <laughs> it's only episode two of the season as well. I know, dreadful. Anyway, let's Raspberry have a let's see what's going on here. It's, it's viscous. Yeah, purpley. I mean, as you would expect, purpley black in colour. Oh yeah. It smells very, very fruity. Actually, it, it, it smells of raspberry and it of porter. Really does. Who'd have thunk it? So here we go. I can. <laughs> I can believe it's seven. A violent reaction it's, there. It's a sipper. It is a sipper, isn't it? Yeah, me. Chocolate. It's not even that chocolate. It's a wee bit chocolate at the back. It's it, it, it it's interesting. It's it, it feels like a stronger version of something that you would get out of somebody's um, homebrew kit at some sort of village show. Right. That's, that's a very specific description. I'm. He's always, he's, he's always called something, he's, he's always like 55 years old, he has a shed, 
and he, he likes to give himself his own nickname like Mad Rupert and this yeah. is you know Mad Rupert's Dorset Tommy Buggle or something like that you know this yeah. is just it's what was it called yeah, Dr. Mar- Engels Mar- Mar- no, 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 not Dr. Engels what was it called Dr. I feel we should move swiftly on let's move swiftly on do you have a preview of Victoria Pulls then for us <laughs> oh boy do I hooray Pulzen! Pulzen! Where we won't be going unless mm. a couple of things possibly line up. But, yeah. uh, which, you know, um, but no, hopefully, hopefully not the wedding goes well. No, not bitter. No, not at all. Just like this slightly dreadful beer. I don't know if it's dreadful. It's okay. Slightly, okay, not dreadful, interesting. <laughs> and this will be interesting. Um, it doesn't get much tougher than playing away to the champions. The and you know we are always you know guaranteed a warm welcome at the Doosan Arena helped somewhat by a record there so you're going back to August 2012 for an away win for Zbrojovka at the Doosan with Ludjek Pernica cancelling out Prohaska's opener and Zbrojovka coming from 2-1 down to win thanks to Pavel Meslik and Milan Halaska two goals in three minutes to win it for Brno although I... Although, maybe this is the season for this, because I don't know whether I mentioned before, when we won at Olomouc, that was our first win at the Androff in 20 years yeah. as well. So It's, it's all coming up. I mean, because that was the season that... Um, it's all coming up Millhouse. Yeah. Because that was obviously the season that uh, Zbrovka had come up after finishing fourth in the second tier, mm. you might recall. And Pilsen um, went on to win the title. So, yeah. So, the champions are also in the... Champions! Dun, 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 dun! League action. Um, so this week, so they're... Def- uh, as we record, actually, it'll be it'll be starting, uh, probably. Uh, 2-1 away victory um, at Sheriff Tiraspol. Mm-hmm. So they'll be um, at home tonight. I should see them through, you'd think. It's a big game. So Because the winners will play either Karabag or Ferencvaros for a place in the group stage. Karabag, Karabag, man... I'm a Karabag man. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so they can... Um, yeah, so they can... They, there's a route to group stage mm. football here for sure. Um, and that's really winnable. Um, you'd say Karabag or Ferenc Baros is winnable. Um, especially... Even, well, even if you count, let's say, because Ferenc Baros, of course, sort of maybe... Would you say upset um, Slavia Prague last, uh, last season? And then they got to the group stage of the first Hungarian team to do so. They looked pretty good. We actually watched the second leg against Slovan Bratislava on TV in mm-hmm. Budapest, um, the, yeah. the the fascism derby. <laughs> was Shirley Sun playing? Uh, Shirley Sun was not playing. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, they won 4-2 and they looked pretty tasty, actually. Mm-hmm. They were they were very um, swift and counter-attacky. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, Slovan had real problems with them and uh, Ferenc Farsh in the end convincing winners for that. So mm-hmm. not a foregone conclusion, no. but you would think Victorica would have the quality to, you to would, see them through. You would, wouldn't you? Um, saying that, like as we said before, when we, we touched on it, um, got off to a shaky start, didn't they? Mm. Um, against uh, Teplitsa. Um, and then actually they had a very narrow win at the weekend against Pardubica. So just 2-1 they are. Um, they will be um, away to Hradec Kralove in the late kickoff um, next Saturday before before playing us. To be honest with you, quite a friendly opening three games. Like yeah. if Zbrojovka had Teplitsa, Pardubice, Hradec, you'd be like... You'd be looking for six points at, out of that, least, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, this is to an extent going to be a new look. Well, is that, how much of a new look pills in is it really? So, like, the, obviously the main talking point is David Bozrell has gone. So um, it's clear that I think David Boswell, he's been in check for a while. Yeah. And he was getting increasingly frustrated, I think, with some of the, you know, the right-wing attitudes and uh, racism and, and things like that there. And, he was, and also, he's like 31, and I yeah. think he, he feels he deserves one final payday. Uh, yeah. So, and so the, off he sodded. Yes, off he sodded to um, a, a, another great, you know, great country of, of, of tolerance, uh, Al-Wekta in uh, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. 
So he's he's gone there. Um, good luck to him. He leaves with our best wishes. Why are you going there, mate? Um, uh, quite a lot of bit part players have gone, but really the main nucleus I would say is stayed. Yeah. Pavel Schultz gone to Yablonets a year long loan. Uh, Miro Kacher has been out of favour for a while. He's gone to Danube Wednesday in Slovakia. Um, Hlavati, who I quite liked at um, Pardubice, that's been made um, permanent. Um, but it's, as always, a case of who has stayed. And Victoria Pilsen are a club in this country that can afford to keep hold of players. Yeah, that's that was their strength for their run of like sort of three league titles and regular Champions League appearances on the bounce. It's just they could keep mm-hmm. their squad together, which very few teams in this country can. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, two words, John Mascara. Jahon Mascara. Jahon, author, the author, terror. of that the te- unbelievable the terror goal. of Zbrojovka, yes. Yeah. For Slovan Liberets. Yeah. So they've got, but I mean, it, it just, like, it's, it's grim reading. It just gets worse. There's Jean Mascara, there's Tomas Hori, um, Jan Clement, who played in four of Pilsen's five games this season and has scored in three of them. Libor Holik is still yeah. alone at right back. You may remember um, Christy Kosa, who we were both really impressed at. I certainly do, uh, yes. He was playing for Karvina. So he's uh, he stood out in a you know really good squad. So he's um, he's gone in. He's going to try and force his way in there. Um, had 45 minutes at the weekend. Stanyek is an excellent goalkeeper. It's just yeah. in most parts of the park, Victoria Pilsen are... Very good. And it's a great laugh when they're beating the Prague teams and winning the title. And then it's not fun when you go there. Yeah. Was it the third minute we fell behind last time? Yep. And obviously we didn't see it because we weren't allowed in to the stadium because of COVID. But we were encouraged to go around the corner and watch it in a tiny sweaty bar. Yeah. So, so we that. Um, we um, heroically went down 1-0 at Serbska Strogovedos Arena in the uh, return leg at home where to be fair we were just getting battered for most of that game yeah but if it's a free hit isn't it it's a free it hit. is it doesn't a free matter hit. got four points on the board already it's not the end of the world if we lose this these two i would be wanting a point at um mlada i want a point against bolislav and mm. then it doesn't matter what happens in pills then Last time we wanted a point over two, it was four. So yeah. eight points after four would be quite nice. It would be a miracle and very nice indeed, as you say. I mean, coming um, into this undefeated, let's just... Let's just yes. We're not going to have a chance maybe to say this ever again on the podcast. Zborovka Brno are undefeated and it's not just been the first game. <laughs> Let that sink in. Indeed. Right, well, that is it for this episode of Zborovcast. We'll uh, be back with you again in a couple of weeks after those two games against Boloslav and Victoria Pulzen. Uh, if we see any of you around or if we see you at games, um, come and say hello. Um, we're, you know, very nice people. Uh, so, so that's nice. Um, Follow us on the usual channels, please. It's back to meme-making season, it feels. It certainly is. It certainly is back to meme-making season, And uh, yes, for this episode, we're going to leave you with a bit of The Man in Black. And uh, that'll be it. Referee. Yeah. And uh, that'll be it then. Cheers then. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Bye. I hear the train a-coming. It's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy Don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry
Vintage rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me That lonesome whistle Blow my blues away 